Hi, I'm Tammy Bragg, and thank you for joining us on the Profitable Passions podcast. You'll hear real stories from real women exploring their passions and turning them into profits. They'll share how they got started, what they do, how they do it, and who they work with. And they'll share some great insights that you can use to get started in your own business that you'll love. I know it's hard to figure out what you want to do and who you want to serve. And as women, it's hard to look at ourselves and say we're good at this or that. And we totally undervalue our worth, our skills, and our talents. And a lot of times we're just afraid to get started. But we're our own worst enemies. It's time to break those chains and get out there and just do it. And if you need a boost of confidence, a quick tip, or amazing advice, you've come to the right place. Now, let's find out how we can help you create your profitable passions business. I'm here today with a special guest. Her name is Dorielle Moulton, and she's with Holt Media Society Marketing Cafe, or C-A-F-E for short. This is a visibility and marketing consultancy for ambitious female executives and entrepreneurs who need to generate more moolah now. They help you raise your profile, boost your brand, create authentic client experiences, and of course, enroll clients automatically. Fempreneurs who choose to work with them quickly catapult their business growth beyond the feast or famine cycles by integrating their five-phase framework, the Queen Rising Protocol, into their marketing campaigns. Intrepid leader and queen maker, Doriel Moulton, is a high-achieving introvert who is exceptionally good at what she does. Having done this work professionally for A-plus players in the corporate professional services arena for over 20 years. So how did you get started in in media and social media? I know you do some different things. So can you tell us what you do and and how you got started? Sure thing. Okay, so long time ago, like really long, (laughs) over 20 years ago, I started in marketing. I had some really good mentors coming up in in marketing. I worked uh, for PwC now before it was PwC. So that's how long ago it was. (laughs) And... (laughs) That was a time when, when um, you know, managers and leaders really cared about their staff. Um, right. So, you know, they would always mentor me forward. So whenever there was an opening in, in the marketing uh, department, they would kind of like ask me if I was interested in, in learning more about that area. And so that got me started in that field. And I was, I was with them for nearly a decade, actually. And I did really well there. And from there, I went to like the second largest law firm in Canada and worked with over 700 lawyers. I went in, in interestingly enough, I applied for a marketing role. And uh, when I had the interview, the first interview, they were like, okay, are you married to this role that you're applying to? And I was like, I was in my 20s, I think it was. So I was like, no, I'm not married to anything. (laughs) What you got? (laughs) And so they were like, well, we think that your skills would be better used in our national business development role. And I was like, that's awesome. So a big part of my job was really putting the firm out there, putting their brand out there, but also working with the lawyers individually to build their brands and get them seen and heard and 
paid really. Mm -hmm. And also another core part was writing proposals and I, I work on some intense proposals that that's why I work through the night now because that's how it was built. It was built from <laughs> working on proposals that had insane deadlines and not getting the response I needed from the stakeholders till the last minute and having to stay up all night and make something happen by a, a you know, a drop dead uh, timeline. So anyway, I loved that. Uh, as my career grew, though, I, I realized that the creativity that I had in me was really being, it felt constricted. Because in an organization that big, you can't just, you know, go with the flow. You kind of have to follow certain protocols. And so the part of me that is the creative really was like trying to like push at the seams and, and trying to uh, take them a little bit outside of their comfort zones. And they were not ready for that. Like we're talking late 90s, early 2000s. They were not ready. Um, <laughs> and, and so uh, after I got married and then had my first child, I decided to just step away from that for a bit to, to spend time with her. And then after that, I think I went on to a university, which was a private university, and basically built their marketing department from the ground up. And that was a that was a triumph and a tribulation all rolled into one because they were also a religious university. And so they had very strict philosophies around how they wanted to be portrayed versus the results they actually wanted to achieve. And in order to achieve the results they wanted, I really had to take them outside their comfort zone. And that for me alone was a challenge to convince faculty and the senior admin of which I was one this is, the, this is the path, right? If you want to get to where you say you want to go, this is the path. And so I had really, really good bosses there and they believed in me. They hired me for my vision and the, and the work I had done at the law firm. And so they let me run with it and I took them to revenue heights they had never experienced before or since but as I, as I went on, I, the more I went on, though, the more I realized the, the environments that constrict and constrain creativity didn't allow me to flourish the way I really wanted to because I'm your next level girl. Like if I do something this year, number one is going to is going to like it's going to be amazing. But when I do it next year, you're going to forget about last year's. Like, that's kind of how I work. I'm always like, okay, what can we do to raise the bar? <laughs> that's me. I'm your raise the bar girl. So, so that's, that's kind of how the course of events happened. And then, you know, my husband being the darling that he is, I'm very into what makes his wife happy. <laughs> he was like, babe, you don't seem like you're happy going to these jobs. So why don't you go after what's in your heart and do your own thing? And so that's what started my entrepreneurial journey from, from that time. And it's, it's, been a, it's been a process, I can tell you. So when did you get started on the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial journey? That was back in 2015, 2014, 2015. Mm -hmm. I started then, but I was, I was experimenting um, for a while because I was checking out coaching mm -hmm. and I was, well, first I started with consulting mm -hmm. and I had two clients that really made me want to like walk away. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> two men, different men, different industries. One of, well, they didn't really want to pay for my services. They didn't, mm -hmm. 
it was very typical, you know, like yeah. we want, we want the, the results you can produce, but we don't really want to pay you what you're saying you're worth, but we want yeah. those results, you know? Yeah. So, and I worked hard because that's just who I am. I've always given my best, even as a VP of marketing, I never sat back and said, oh, let the staff do it. No, 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 no. I wasn't micromanaging, mm -hmm. but at the same time, if we had a deadline, I got my sleeve, I rolled my sleeves up and I got in there with them and we made the deadline together. And mm -hmm. then at the end of the day, I gave them all the, all the accolades, right? Cause it really was about them. But with these gentlemen, they, they were not, they were, they were very, very uh, tough. Yeah. <laughs> so it gave me an insight very early on to who I don't want to work with. Let's just mm -hmm. lay that out. So from there, I started to think maybe this consulting thing isn't for me. So I took some coaching certification and I took some, I got some coaching for myself thinking that I wanted to become a coach. And there again, <laughs> I had some issues <laughs> um, because I found that some of the clients that came through to me, they wanted to kind of stay where they were. Like they didn't say that, mm -hmm. but that's what their actions told me. They weren't willing to level up. And, you know, I'm an introvert, so I'm not very pushy. I'm not confrontational. I really am conciliatory, but, you know, I have a limit. <laughs> I have a limit. And if I'm trying to help you and I'm saying to you, okay, I, I need you to do this because when you do this, you will get that. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you to do it to, as an experiment. I'm telling you, I'm asking you to do it because I know it's worked before mm -hmm. and I know it will work if you're just willing to try. And in um, a few of those cases, they weren't willing to try. And also the fact that I'm an intuitive, I'm very intuitive. I can usually pick up on people's energy in a mm -hmm. heartbeat. It was, it was hard for me to go there with them always because of my past. Like I had a lot of trauma in my past and I've gotten over a lot of things. And so when people came with those heavy, heavy things and they just wanted to be encouraged to stay there and they wanted you to have this pity party with them, like that wasn't my job. My job is not to help them have a pity party. My job is to help you get past that and realize you can still have a full and phenomenal life, but you have yeah. to be willing. You have to be willing. So these things help me realize, okay, so maybe it's not coaching. Not completely. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah. see what else. Um, so other, so I, I took a, a, a contract job, you know, to keep my, my services up at a communications company mm -hmm. and my staff were all, they were all millennials. Oh, yeah. And there were some talented young people. But what I found myself doing more than anything was coaching and mentoring them. So yeah. they'd be here to do a job. I'm like, okay, so I need the deliverables by this date and by this time. <laughs> However, you see that skill that you have over there that you're not doing anything with? Let me talk to you about that for a minute. So I'm constantly flipping back and forth between all these little personas in my head, you know, being coach, being mentor, being consultant, being chief, whatever. Um, and I was like, gosh, what is my role in this earth, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where the Hope Media Society came from because Hope has, it harkens back to my love for all things creative, like art and fashion, mm -hmm. design and movies and music. And shoot, I'm a singer. I'm a choir director. I've been mm -hmm. on albums. I have skills, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was just trying to figure out 
okay, which slice of this pie do I do I put my fork in? Yeah. Uh, I'm also a writer. Most of my work has centered around writing. I love writing. When I, I can write anything, mm -hmm. about anything, you just put me in front of a, a computer and say, okay, write on something you love. My daughter right now, my 12-year-old daughter, I quote unquote employ her to help me, <laughs> to help uh, kind of like give me a little juju for my posts. So she will pick something out of the air whether on Canva or whether out of something I've written and say, mom, here, here's something to write on. And I will sit down and write it out. Like I have that gift. So that's really interesting that I can do that. Yeah. So I don't mess over writing and I've worked for people where I had to write in their voice and that kind of thing. So I've got all these skills and yeah. you know what I found? I'm not unique. <laughs> There's so many people who are what you call multi-passionate and they're good at a lot of stuff and you get them into a coaching program and I've heard other coaches and mentors try to like funnel them in one direction just to try to focus them and help them. But the truth is those people, they need to be allowed. They just need to be allowed, allowed to process and allowed to experiment and then if they experiment and realize, okay, this experiment is showing me that, yeah, I like doing this for now, but this is not a long-term thing. That's okay. Next, right? Yeah. And so that's kind of where I, I kind of made a decision. Okay, I'm, I'm good at marketing. I'm good at writing. I'm good at all things marketing. So let me just continue on the path of marketing. Mm -hmm. And in the course of continuing down the path of marketing, my tribe will evolve. And that's kind of what's been happening. The tribe has been evolving. I, yes, of course I have like, you're supposed to have an ideal client avatar. She's a lot like me, she's introverted. She can be bossy. <laughs> <laughs> Not bossy, demanding. That's what we are, we're demanding. But she knows what she wants. She knows mm -hmm. what results she's looking for. She mm -hmm. may or may not know how to get there, but she will partner with somebody who knows how to help her get there. Usually, though, because I'm an introvert, I, I don't seek these things out because I'm an introvert, right? Yeah. But they, because I will put myself out there in a certain way, you know, that reflects me authentically. It mm -hmm. draws people to me. It draws the people to me. And they won't necessarily contact me pri like publicly, mm -hmm. but privately, I will get messages. I will get WhatsApps. I will get phone calls you know, people saying, when are you going to do more of these videos? Or when are you going to talk more about that? Like, I really like when you talked about that. And so I'm realizing that, hey, I'm kind of, I'm in a space where what I'm doing is definitely needed. And mm -hmm. I refuse, I refuse to label myself just because the world's telling me, you have to have a label. No, I don't. I am me. You know what I mean? I'm me. I love fashion. I love architecture. I love marketing. I don't like the spotlight, but I like to sing. You know, I'm not afraid of public speaking, but you know, if I go to a party and I know no one, I'm not talking to anybody. So there's yeah. all these contradictions. And you know what, Tammy? Unfortunately, too many of us put ourselves in this box because society says, this is the box. You need yeah. to be in it. No, you don't. No, yeah. you, you know, you can make your own darn box. In fact, how about we just get rid of the box? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. All together. Let's get rid of that box altogether. 
you know, and, and, you know, of course, as responsible adults, we feel a, a responsibility to, to be congruent with what's going on around us, but you also have to listen to your heart and say, mm -hmm. okay, this is not jiving with me. Like this doesn't feel authentic mm -hmm. for me. Own that because nobody else will own it for you. Everybody's trying to get theirs. Everybody's trying to get paid. Yeah. Right? You have to step back and pull yourself up out of that and say, do I really, do I really want to design another funnel? Like really? Yeah. I want to coach. I don't want to build funnels, you know, or yeah. I want to build websites. I just want to work with women who want, who want this particular transformation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's what you focus on. And you invest in yourself by investing mm -hmm. in bringing those resources on board to partner with you and help you make that dream a reality. Mm -hmm. So I don't even remember what the question was. How did I get started? I don't remember. I've gotten so far. <laughs> oh, you're fine. You're fine. No, it's great. I mean, you've got, brought in a lot of great ideas here. One idea that I've got, I want to go back to your idea of outside the box and getting rid of the box. But I do want to ask, like, when you work with people, what, mm -hmm. what is your main, like, I guess, like, what is your main package? What, what do you kind of do with them and, and kind of mm -hmm. take them from an A to B or A to Z type thing? Yeah. So usually when people come to me, they're desperate. Like, they're like, well, any clients now. Okay. <laughs> like I need clients yesterday. Mm -hmm. I need to get paid. I need to pay some bills. And usually at that point, I always say to people, marketing is like sowing mm -hmm. and reaping. It's very hard to plant a seed today. It's actually impossible to plant a seed today and see fruit tomorrow. It really is. So I'll, you should have to temper those requests with, okay, first of all, let's take a step back and breathe. I know that this is urgent for you. Mm -hmm. There's still a process and I have to educate them because if they've waited that long and they still haven't had clients, it's because usually they haven't wanted to make the investments required to make it happen. And I have to educate them on that very gently, very lovingly. But I have to say, you know, sis, you have a great product and you're a phenomenal human being, but nobody knows who you are. Yeah. So we got to get you out there mm -hmm. in ways that may be uncomfortable at first, mm -hmm. but we got to get you out there. So it's, it's about taking them from not being seen to saying, okay, I need you on video like now, yeah. <laughs> or I need you posting now. I just need you to show up and you contact something. Do you have an email list? We can start with that and build out an ad from there. And you know what I mean? Connect with those people through Facebook, mm -hmm. but we like, we need a starting point. I recently had some people come through from church, actually from a ministry who wanted to, um, who kind of found themselves at the 11th hour mm -hmm. and needed some help but they had no foundation. Mm -hmm. And I said, <clears throat> here's the problem that we have. You have no foundation. So before we can do anything, we really have to build a foundation. And that really took them back because they were like, oh, what do you mean? Oh my, <laughs> yeah. well, this is just how it is, you know? Yeah. And especially because you're a not-for-profit, you have to build trust now with people who didn't know you existed before. Mm -hmm. And before you can ask them for one dime, they have to be able to connect with your message. Mm -hmm. So it was an educational process. So usually it starts with educating them and helping them to see it's not about you. 
let's just let's just take you out of the picture because I know you're worried about how you look, how you sound, what's it gonna make you feel like? But it's not about you. Your service is not about you. You're just the channel that the service is being provided through. Your service is about the people whose lives you're here to transform. So once I can get them to shift perspective to, okay, it's not about me. It's about my potential client and what is that transformation they're looking for? Not even the service you're selling. What is the transformation your service is promising to provide? So mine is promising to provide clients because I know my ideal client doesn't say, well, I need more revenues. No. She says, girl, I need more cash flowing into my bank account. I need clients. Yeah. That's how she talks, right? She doesn't want to be in the weeds. She doesn't want to be learning Facebook ads mm-hmm. and in the ads manager and like, oh my gosh, Facebook closed my account down. Like, she doesn't want to deal with that drama. Mm-hmm. What she wants is clients. And why does she want those clients? Because it means she's going to get paid and she can take that vacation that she put off for the last five years because she was hustling, trying to make a dollar. Mm. That's what she wants. That right there is transformation. She wants to live the life that's in her mind and Mm. wakes her up. And she goes, oh my gosh, I wish I could take a vacation. Or, oh my gosh, I wish I could buy my family that house. Oh my gosh. You know, there's dreams at the back of, I need more clients. They're a dream. You've got to have, you got to have a way, you need a way to get to what those dreams really are and what they really mean to people. Mm-hmm. Because people won't care what you know till they know that you care. Mm-hmm. And so what I try to do is let them know, I understand that you need clients, but you got to help me understand why you need these clients. Mm-hmm. Like, what will it mean for you? How will it change your life? Because once they can articulate that, I can add that into their copy. That Adding that into their copy then connects and resonates with their ideal audience because their ideal audience is like, oh, they get me. Oh my yeah. goodness. They know it's not just about what they're delivering is mm-hmm. how I'm going to feel once I experience what they deliver. And so that's kind of my process is like, okay, well, let me find out what you really want. Cause I know it's not clients. I know if, if you could get up and do anything, mm-hmm. what would it be? Okay. Let's have that conversation. Yeah. And that is so revealing when you talk to people, people and they're like, girl, if I didn't have to have this business, I wouldn't. And I'm like, Oh, well, let's talk about that a little bit, shall we? Yeah. Right? So you realize that, okay, it's a means to an end. And maybe that's why they're not getting clients because they're not really aligned. Alignment is everything. Like, oh, listen, yeah. I had to learn Facebook ads for my work. And I did it kicking and screaming. Mm-hmm. Because for a long time, it wasn't that it wasn't that I didn't want to do it. It was that... I found, I find as a marketer with over 20 years experience, I find Facebook very constraining, almost to a point of manipulation, quote unquote. That stresses me out. I saw a movie called The Social Network, and it had to do with how Facebook began. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, it was pseudo-fictional, right? Yeah. Pseudo-fictional. Pseudo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I realized 
that Mark Zuckerberg is actually, he's very insecure. Yes. So when I look at, when I look at all of Facebook's protocols and their rules and regulations, it oozes insecurity. Mm-hmm. You can't say this because you may offend this person and you can't say, you can't call people out. Okay, this is great Facebook, but how are ads everywhere else being done? They're calling people out. They're like, lose 20 pounds in five weeks. You know what I mean? Like they're very distinct and specific. And the reason why those ads are attractive to people, because you want to lose 20 pounds in the five weeks, that's why it attracts you. <laughs> yeah. Right? When you see a before and after shot, that's why it attracts you. But those are the very things that you cannot say on Facebook. Those are the things that will get your account banned. Now, if you're a novice going into this and you're like, I'm just going to DIY my marketing and I'm going to do my own ads, you're going to find yourself banned and you're going to find yourself in Facebook's jail. And then you're still going to come and have to invest in your business and have somebody help you get out of jail. Because that's how jail works, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need somebody on the outside to come and get you out. Right? <laughs> works the same way with Facebook. You need somebody to help you out. So a lot of it, it starts with educating. That part, oh my goodness, that part is so critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I, I recognize that people who aren't used to investing in, their, in themselves mm-hmm. for business, they're not necessarily ready to buy a you know, four figure or five figure figure marketing package. And you kind of have to help them take baby steps. Mm -hmm. For instance, today I I coached a a lady. I said, okay, here are some steps I need you to take that you haven't taken yet because she's been going the organic route. And I gave her some very definitive steps to take today. And then I also said, okay, how about you consider spending just $5 a day Mm -hmm. to, to market yourself on Facebook? Just to start, I guarantee you will get some traction that you're not getting now, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to spend something. Mm-hmm. Either you're going to spend money or you're going to spend time, but you're going to spend something. Mm-hmm. And if you have all the money in the world, all the time in the world, and you don't need the money, hey, go for it. There are ways to ramp it up, but it still will take time. Like yeah. if you build a Facebook group, you know, you can definitely build around that and create a community. But even so, that community, they kind of set the tone for you. You don't set the tone for them. Because anyhow, the world is so fragile right now. Mm -hmm. If you say the wrong thing, your community is gone like that. If you say something that that group doesn't agree with on mass, they will leave you in a hot second. So, like, everything is just so, like... temporary and so you need you need more than one strategy that makes sense more than one way to get traffic to you you need more than one way to get people to see your message you need more than one way to be heard and more than one way to even convey your message so usually it's a process of where are you now so first thing i'll do is look at what's what they've got and out of what they've got what is working Cause I'm not just going to jump in and give you a plan when I don't know what you've got on what's working. So what's working. Okay. Let's do more of that. Mm-hmm. What's not working. Let's triage that a bit. Let's look and see why that's not working and see if one, we need to tweak it or two, we need to get rid of it or three overhaul it altogether. 
Uh, once we've got that assessment in place, then we're like, okay, let's look at let's look at the whole shebang. Let's look at your copy. Let's look at your ads and who they're targeted to. The audience is very, 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 very key. Um, let's look at your funnel. Do you have a funnel? Do you even know what a funnel is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this yeah. all great to you? Right. <laughs> and then the one, the one area that I find people fall down on across the board in internet marketing is the engagement beyond the sale. Yes. That bothers me so much, but that's my framework. My framework is, is a visibility and branding framework, which centers around copy, ads and audiences, funnels, and engagement beyond the sale. Engagement beyond the sale because I worked in enrollment portion of my career. And um, one thing I know is that when you get them in the door, that's not the end. That's actually the beginning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the beginning of making sure you're constantly engaging with them, making sure their experience is second to none mm -hmm. so that later on you can expand that relationship by bringing them on as ambassadors and evangelists for your product or service. So all of that, that's my framework right there. <laughs> that's great. Well, and I'll, you know, I know we're not on video, so you so people can't see you very well. Um, they can hear hear you and you know know that you're very knowledgeable and everything, but you're also very introverted. And I'm introverted too. We were talking about that before we started yes. recording, how how introverted that we both are and how it's nice to get our voices out there. <laughs> Do you want to talk a little bit about that and also like how you help your clients overcome that? Because it sounds like a lot of clients don't want to get on video and don't want right. to like um put themselves out there. So that's right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a great question actually, Tammy, because that is the core of who I am. It, in fact, what, what's, what's kind of really key to know about me is that I'm also an overcomer. Like I have survived, literally. I have survived some of the toughest, most dangerous, life-threatening kinds of situations and trauma, like years and years of trauma. As a result, as a child, I was very, very shy. And even as an adult, my early adulthood, I was very shy. And I, you put a microphone in my hand and tell me to sing. And it was like my, my uh, ultra ego, you know, Roxy, she came on. <laughs> she lit up the stage. But once I was off that stage, no more microphone, I kind of went right back into my shell. When it came to business, what I found, I was always working amongst very, very powerful movers and shakers, partners and practitioners who are at the top of their game. I don't know, God just opened those doors for me. I was very, very, very fortunate to get those kinds of roles. And they were always very demanding of me to, Duriel, participate more in the meetings. We know you have something to say. I'm like, uh, can we talk later? <laughs> Can we have a one-on-one? Can we, you know, offline? That's my go-to. Can we offline this, right? Because uh, I think the biggest issue was feeling embarrassed. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to say the wrong thing. Am I going to yes. look like a fool? People are going to think I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to ramble. I'm going to babble. I'm going to overshare. You know what I mean? And it was yep. just, yeah, it was just constant <laughs> beating in the head of, oh, you're going to look stupid. People are going to think you don't know what, you, what you're talking about. And constant. But what it came from was a comparison because we we're always comparing ourselves to everybody else. Yep. 
Totally. Not because we're trying to compete with them, but always because we're like, well, that person impresses me. Mm-hmm. And this is why, like, that's kind of my perspective, right? This person impresses me. Okay, like Michelle Obama, for instance, she impresses me. This is why she's elegant, eloquent, very articulate, educated as heck. Yeah. And f- a formidable woman. She's not loud and in your face. She's very direct. She says what she has to say and she's done. I admire that. But then I'm like, God, I wish I was like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that, you know. Because I'm always trying to make sure everybody agrees and nobody's upset. Mm-hmm. And ah, oh, this disease to please is gross. But when you're running a business, what you have to realize is, first of all, you signed <laughs> up to run a business. Let's just start with that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shy people don't run businesses. They work for other people and they hide in those jobs. So the fact that you signed up to be an entrepreneur says more about you than anything else you can tell me. It tells me that you are brave and you are very courageous (laughs) and that you have a spirit of fire, a spirit that will not die and will not quit. Mm-hmm. that's what an entrepreneur is made of. You don't have to be loud and you don't have to be constantly posting on social media and you don't have to be always the one with the microphone and having something to say. Mm-hmm. There's such a thing as quiet power, right? If you look at some of the wealthiest people on the planet right mm-hmm. now, yeah, they are introverts. Yep. If you look at some of the most life-changing, world-shifting inventions on the planet done by introverts, we're powerful people. When I realized that, first of all, my birth date is the same as Albert Einstein's. Hello. And I looked across the spectrum at, well, who's accomplishing things in the world? Is it the people that we see up front all the time? Yes, they're accomplishing things, but their accomplishments are they usually fade, is the quieter people. The quieter people, the Steve Jobs and the Bill Gates and the Mark Zuckerbergs, Mm -hmm. right? J.K. Rowling's. These people are introverted, but they shift the world. Big time, they shift the world. And I was like, well, maybe there's a lesson there for me and introverts like me, right? And then also a lot of the ladies I worked with, especially in corporate, They were introverted, but they were educated or very, very knowledgeable about what they were doing. And they were formidable when it came to maybe uh, doing a presentation, like quiet, quiet presentation, just very solid in terms of the information, the education, the education. But they weren't outgoing. They weren't extroverted. They weren't trying to reel you into the world. They weren't trying to make you more like them. They were just like, I'm here. This is what I do. This is how it will transform your life. You want it? (laughs) A very, very simple message. So when I talk to my ladies and my clients, I'm like, look, I'm not asking you to change who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, making a video is not changing who you are. It's changing how you do what you do. Mm-hmm. There's a difference and you have to be able to make that distinction. Posting on social media is not changing who you are. You just don't have to do it as often as people tell you you should do it because those people are all introverted. They're all full of themselves and they love being on camera and being the center of attention. That's not you. Yeah. Don't ever try to be that because it, it will ring 
very inauthentic to your audience and they won't buy in anyway. Yeah. It's oh, like, I'm very transparent. I will be out there one day and I will be doing a kicking and screaming. And I'll say, look, y'all, I did not want to be here today posting, but I know I got to do this to get to stay connected to you. So I'm going to do it. If you read <laughs> my posts, if you watch my videos, that's exactly what I say. Mm-hmm. I'll say, I don't feel like being a queen today, y'all. So <laughs> I'll see you next week. Like I'm that transparent, yeah. you know, cause I'm always saying, you know, let the queen in you shine. You know, everybody's got a queen on the inside because I'm really about lifting people up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also recognize even the queen isn't on the throne every day. And we kind of have to take a lesson from life and say, okay, we can't all be Marie Forleo. That's all right. We can't all be Oprah. That's okay. Yeah. You know, some of us can be Sherry Sandberg in the background, but making Facebook sing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and what did she get noticed for? Not because she was Sherry Sandberg, but because she made Facebook what it is. She was their COO and she made it, you know? So I'm always like, let the word speak for you. You know what I mean? And you can hold court regarding your specialty. Nobody can stop you from flourishing. Like nobody. I always say queens see queens or kings see kings. So it's not your, even your personality that speaks for you. It's your prowess. It's what you're good at mm-hmm. that opens doors for you and allows people to see your gift and say, oh, what she's got, I want that. Like I definitely want her on my team. I definitely want to work with that person. Why? Because you you connect with something in that person that connects with you mm-hmm. and makes you feel like, oh my goodness, she gets me. He gets me. They know what I'm talking about. They know how I'm feeling. So trust me, when I come to, when I sit in front of my, my camera to do a video at first, oh, my first video, I haven't posted. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Cause I was like, nobody is seeing that video because I was scripted and it was, it was noticeably scripted. Mm-hmm nervous the moments I went off script beautiful like gold but the moment I was on script robotic and very difficult for even me to watch so I was like no I won't punish the people (laughs) (laughs) so from that time I was I would just just pick up the camera and just start recording and see what came I had a topic in mind maybe I made some notes beforehand or not Mm -hmm. Um, and usually I didn't really talk about business I talked about how to be, how to be you, how to do you. And then I would say, okay, so if you want to do business, here's how you incorporate you being in business, you doing business, you bringing your personality, you bringing your mom guiltness. Like I remember I did a video on, you know, uh, forget the mom guilt. It's a trap really. Yeah. To stop you from being everything that you can be. Being a mom does not diminish you. Actually on the contrary, being a mom sets you above the rest of the world, darling, because anybody who's been a mom and has actually been through the course of giving birth to kids knows it's no small feat. <laughs> not at and all. If, you, if you're the kind of champion mom, which I'm not, but if you're the kind of champion mom who dared to give birth to your kids without getting an epidural, I bow down to you, my darling. <laughs> You are the queen. You deserve all the accolades. That you so don't bring this mom guilt junk to me. You're, you don't have nothing to feel guilty about because the fact that you are mom and you're still trying to 
build a business. And maybe you're homeschooling your kids at the same time. And we all know kids don't just crawl into a box and behave. Actually, you have to worry about them when they're in a box, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can't even focus. But you're doing all these things and you're trying to make the world better. For who? The kids. Mm-hmm. How do you get to call that guilt? You do not get to call that guilt. That is courage, darling. That is bravery. That is like like I call it, you know, a warrior in a dress. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> in a dress, honey. <laughs> so I, I, I am always very uh, conscious of my own insecurities as an introvert. And that's what I speak from. I never come with anything that's contrived or that is somebody else's experience. In fact, I won't talk about something I haven't experienced myself because I believe in being authentic And I believe in dealing in integrity. And right now, the internet marketing world is filled with actors, filled with people pretending. Earlier offline, you mentioned about imposter syndrome. And so I just want to talk about that for a second. Yeah, definitely. I don't get imposter syndrome. You know why? Because if I don't believe I can do it, I'm not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) But if I know I can do it, what's there to feel like an imposter about? You've got it. You just got to go in the strength that, yeah, I got this. Of course, when you're starting out and getting your feet wet, you take baby steps. Getting online and going live, for somebody who's not used to being on camera, it's like asking them to do public speaking, right? Or get a root canal without any kind of um, freezing of the gums. Like, it's that painful. It really is that painful. But I always say, do you. Like, don't get on camera and talk about, okay, you're a coach and you're coaching on finances, but you're going to get online and talk about how to, how to get clients. That's not your, that's not your thing. Talk about how to get your finances straight and talk about it from a personal aspect. Why did you even get to that point? What made you want to become a business coach or a finance coach or a marketing coach or whatever coach you decided to become? What is your story? What happened in your life that you were like, one day, look, this is what I'm going to do (laughs) because this is what I'm comfortable doing. This is what I know. And you can ask me any question about it and I'll have an answer for you. I don't have to Google it. That is who you are. And it's okay. It doesn't, you don't have to compare yourself with somebody who's 10 steps ahead of you. Mm -hmm. Everybody started at A. Everybody. Even the person who skipped the first rung on the ladder, they started at ground zero. You don't step off the air into the middle of the ladder. You start at, everybody starts at ground zero. Because believe it or not, there's some people who feel like they're under ground zero that need you to pick them up. And you champion that. And you be a champion for those people who really need you there. It's your gift to be a gift. And gifts don't hurt. (laughs) Oh, yes. I love that. That's great advice. Oh, my goodness. No, gifts don't hurt. They're not meant to hurt. If they hurt, I'm throwing it in the garbage. Shoot. So be a light and, and, and help people the best way you know how. Don't be somebody you are not. Be kind, be generous with your light, be generous with your gift. Some people will be able to pay you what you're worth. And some people don't have the money to start paying you, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't help them. Mm-hmm. Help them free, give them some free advice. Because guess what? If you give it to them, they take it, they use it, it works. That's a testimonial. 
And you have to show people that you care. You care about what they care about. But you have to come from a place of serving because if you're not if you're not serving, you won't care what, about what they care about. You will care about what you care about. And how do I get them to pay me to do what I care about, right? Mm-hmm. But if you come from a place of serving, okay, this is your gift. How can you, you always have to look at it through the lens of how can I use my position, my influence, my gift to serve my audience? For our listeners that have really, you've, you've resonated with them and, and they want to get to know you better, where can they find you? So I'm, uh, if you need clients, which is what mm-hmm. I do, I help you get clients. Mm-hmm. I am at Hot Media Society and Hot is spelled H-A-U-T-E. So like the fashion Hot Couture. So it's HotMediaSociety.com slash I need clients now. And there's a dash between all those words. So I dash need dash clients dash now. Like okay. that's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you want to, you know, book a call with me, you want to see what I'm about as well. And that, that other, that website I just gave you will also lead you to my hopemediasociety.com website. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can learn more about me. You can get used to my personality and see, okay, does this girl resonate with me? Mm-hmm. Can I work with her? Or is she a bit too much, you know? <laughs> Yes. And she's, I tell you, she's just an amazing woman and I'm so glad that she is on today. So thank you so much, Doria. I I really appreciate it. And we will talk to you later. Thank you so much, Tammy. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you found some great insights in this episode. You'll find our guest information, links, and bio in the show notes and on our website, profitablepassions.com. I'm Tammy Bragg, and I hope you'll listen to future episodes as we have more great stories from incredible women who want to share their journeys with you. So we can attract more awesome guests. We would appreciate it if you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and tell your friends about it. Thanks again for listening to the Profitable Passions podcast, and we'll see you on the next episode.